Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. I just bought the Tatum 1 St. Louis, so I'm geeked as we speak. Boom, there we go. Um, the playoffs are back in town. 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 There you e. go. I'm telling you, that's what I be hearing when I be loading up WWE. No, oh, is that really the thing? MLB. Is it? Oh, this is MLB. It's on MLB. It's, oh. it's in one of them games. That's I was about to say, I don't remember hearing that on it's MLB. It's an MLB. It's an MLB. <laughs> that's my walk-up Damn. song. Really? The boys are back in town when I play Road to the Show. And then when I hit a home run, it's uh, um, You got the Jazz Zero step on? No, I do something where, mm. like, I tap my chest and point up to God. Ah, like, okay. Um, the generic one. They be having some where you could do a backflip, and I'll be like, ah, oh, nah. That's how you get thrown that. Next time you at bat. For real? No, they won't uh, do that again. Um, and my, my home run song is I Ain't No Joke. Ooh. Eric B. Rock him, so. Yeah, they should let you import your own song, walk up songs, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Especially for dope. Diamond Dynasty, where your cap come up, that would be kind of cool. At the, I had section cu- coming up at the Cubs game. <laughs> um, Trey Mancini had twenty one questions as his walk up mm-hmm. song, and he Cody did. Ballinger had Hustler Music yep. by Lil Wayne. Really? Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. That Hustler Music one was cool. Was cool. I didn't really feel the 21, 21 questions. Yeah, it was twenty one questions. Don't tee me up. Yeah. That's so. what it is. That is a weird question. They didn't see them up either. That's a weird lost. walk-up song. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to leave a like, subscribe to the channel. If you're new around here, we're on the road to 500K. Uh, we can't get that if you don't subscribe, so do that. Leave a like. And we about to start to talk about some playoffs after I give a birthday shout-out. To the one and only. To the one and only. Happy birthday, Avery Beecher, man. Aww. Happy birthday, Avery. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Avery. Avery. First year flew by. Did. I, I told her this morning, if she don't listen to this podcast and hear her birthday shout-out, she bogus as hell. She um, already been in more baseball games than Mike. Absolutely. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this season. You know, soon it's going to be. How many baseball games have you been to? Four? She's, get, like she's getting that this year. <laughs> it's a wrap. Okay. And we're both going up this year. Okay. Well, you didn't go to the last one, so you kind of behind. the last on one. Okay. We move on. You're behind. You got to go. Th- that means you got to go to an extra game by yourself. Yep. <laughs> I can that would that. be crazy to see Mike in a ballpark by himself. Just to prove it. Just, just to prove it. Beefing with a one-year-old is crazy. It could be a date night. You single? Take somebody to a baseball game. Bro, you know what's funny? I was checking uh, like one of my like credit cards or banks or whatever, and it has like the it gives you like promotions or whatever. Yeah. And they gave me like two free socks tickets to redeem. Oh wow! Yeah, they heard you in the three hundred section, but you in, you there? Uh, yeah, but you there? Yeah, facts. What do, what do we start off today, man? The play-in is over. We talk about yesterday's game. We watched all of those games for it not to matter because the 7th and 8th seed both made it to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, hey, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. I think it shows you the challenges um, of the play-in and why it is important to win as much as you can versus, like, past seasons. Uh, they were even talking about it on the broadcast yesterday where – they thought um, Eric Spolster was going to have something negative to say about it. But he's like, man, I, I like it. It makes teams have to get up and play um, every game of the year or whatever. But I think it's showing over the past couple years now that it's tough being 9 or 10. I mean, you have to win two games on the road, and you have to hope that the team you go and beat is willing to lose two games at home. Yeah. And that's the reason I picked the Miami Heat, not because they have been playing so good, but it's like it's tough to see them have two back-to-back games at home when they lose to um, the Hawks and the Bulls. And I think the Bulls kind of 
wasn't bad, but they definitely didn't have that gas because they exerted so much in Toronto. They had to get back on a plane and go to Miami. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot. the and last was, three minutes was rough. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. third quarter was nice. Uh, Kobe White and Drummond brought some energy, and they, they did bring that spark off that bench. Especially but, Drummond. Um, yeah, Max Struess though. Max Struess was phenomenal. You said the Bulls. He said he was a Bulls killer. He, he started, but I ain't think thirty point Bulls. Me either, Derek. I thought he was gonna hit five threes, and that might be the determining factor. He had a lot more than five. Three threes in like the first minute. The crazy. Oh, he had four in like the first four minutes of the game. The crazy. I think one got called back because he was out of bounds. Right. Oh. They called it as a two. Oh, Typical Max Struess stuff. Feet um, too damn big. Right. So, shout out to the Celtics, but uh. <laughs> It definitely did feel like that, though. I mean, we kept saying it does feel like that that team is kind of running this their demise or whatever. But I liked how also after the game, Jimmy Butler, you could tell he was just saying what he had to say. But he's like, man, they. I like how you just mentioned like they swept this like what two years ago, so we know they're gonna be tough. But I think we're we're kind of like ready for that now. So hopefully, this team does provide a battle for that first round. But I liked how. I don't know. They they always seem to just fight their way back. They, it looked like the times where Chicago was kind of taking over, and I thought they were going to end up winning the game. But, I mean, Max Schuess, honestly, and, and Jimmy, but they just made plays down the stretch. They you know? did. They just yeah. got a lot of whistles. They needed a they lot. They did. I ain't, go call, I ain't saying that was the reason. They needed every but one of those points of from Max. Max <laughs> outscored Tyler Hero and Bam combined, if I'm not mistaken. That's That's – that's not good. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. I was not expecting to go into this game and Max Struess would be their second leading scorer. Yeah. It's, it's just, sad enough that it wasn't that hard to outscore Bam, though. He was having a tough time scoring over Lane. He was. You was talking shit in the group chat about him. He went to Twitter, I'm pretty sure. You made it public. I'm like, oh, snap. Sometimes we say something in the group chat that stay in the group chat. Mike was like, no, nah, I'm going to Twitter with it. <laughs> he, he's too talented, bro. But it's just like, I, I don't know if he don't really got that bag for it or what, but... Anytime he has length over him, he just struggles. He he needs to add like a, a consistent like mid range jumper or something to help him out. He it's, made funny up for he, it though. it's funny because he shoots. He shows us flashes of shooting the mid range jumpers. Mm-hmm. He got nice touch. Yeah, but then like he just doesn't shoot them too much. I don't. I don't know. I I don't. I, Bam is someone that now I'm looking at and maybe I shouldn't expect him to do what we've seen him to do. Like, and it's and it's like he'll have times where he does have a lane, and I mean he he finds his cutters, but it's like I'd rather see him go up than try to force a difficult pass. And he's his passing is od. Like he was he was yeah. doing his thing the yeah. both of these games. Um, but yeah, he just want more aggression. And y'all, I think Derek mentioned on the last. More I don't touches. even know what we do on the podcast versus that fucking stream we do on Thursdays. Yeah. But you mentioned that he talked about more touches and stuff. That's what makes um, it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, did he get more touches this game? Does it feel like it? Even when he gets more touches, like I said, his first thing is to pass the ball. So maybe it's not even like he wants the ball to score. It's just he feels like he can make those plays more at I, this point. I think they could benefit. Well, I, I think that no matter what, this is going to be an interesting offseason for them. Because I, I said this a couple of days ago that, like, the Bulls and the Heat were basically uh, sprinting to a stop sign because we're, we're losing to Milwaukee either way. Mm-hmm. The Bulls might have did it in five. Heat might do it in six. You know, either way, the Bucks should be coming out on top. Um, so it should be an interesting offseason. I wonder how the perspective of their team changes depending on if they make it. Like, if they make it an interest in six games, do the front office say, hey, we was just in the conference finals two years ago. This year we struggled, took a little step back, but we did go six with the Bucks. So let's do it again. Or do they try to make some significant changes? Because let's be real, you watch that team, you know that they need changes. But sometimes the, the front offices of these teams don't see the same thing that we see as uh, spectators. You can't look at one series and determine your whole offseason off that. Uh, you have to look at your entire season. That team lacked depth, and their bench is 
just non-existent, really. So you really have to look at that team as a whole and be like, yeah, we might have had some sort of exciting little run, had a crazy first-round series, but we know our expectations are higher than that. So even if we come back with the same roster, we're probably going to be in the same position. So you have to look at that and be like, yeah, we got to make changes. But I think KB means is like how big of changes. Right. Yeah. So Because it's evident that this team ain't it. But right. I mean, they they know they knew that probably coming into the season, but it's only so much that they could do because it's like in order to make a drastic change, you have to start thinking about Jimmy, Tyler Hero, or Bam. Because do you want Duncan Robinson? Nope. Do you want Kyle, Kyle Lowry? No. Uh, am I enticing you with uh, Caleb Martin? No. So how do I get better? It's tough. I, Very tough. Not a lot of pick equity either. Their yeah. their team has definitely dealt off some picks in uh, to try to build this roster. I, I I would honestly, I would want to if I'm if I'm an experiment with Bam or Jimmy, I'm just looking to blow it up. You know, I feel like Tyler here is so part uh, crucial for them because he's literally like, he's damn near all their offense besides like Jimmy Butler. So it's just like you need all those three to be working, and you also need the depth, but you just can't get that. So I'm probably looking to blow it up. But and then Max Schroes is what a free agent. I saw Jimmy said something on IG like this he man, a lot of money. yeah, he just made himself a lot of money tonight. So it's just like, I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> well, they they're very good at giving people ninety million dollars for one playoff run. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like Pat Riley him had a deal. Hey, if you win me this game, I'm gonna pay you this summer. Even if it's not them, somebody about to pay Max Drews. Yeah, he. I mean, he's, he's been three, solid. He's, he's, been, a, he's a solid three point shooter. Yeah, he's a solid three point shooter. The defense is maybe better than I think you anticipate. Um and if you have those two things, then you're valuable in this league. And guess what? The Bulls have an 8% chance of keeping that pick now. Round of applause for Victor Wimanyama coming to Chicago in a couple. I couple clap for that. That's in the middle of May. So that's not I even that far that. away that the lottery is. So I'm, I'm just saying, y'all, it might have been better for the team to not get those two extra playoff games, but instead put, get that 8% chance. No, nah, I'm not expecting that pick well, to convey. If you get the first pick, what, what do you got? Like, you already got a Bulls tattoo. What's next? I, there's there's nothing bigger than that. You can get a you can get another one. Why, why would I get stupid. the same same tattoo twice? You gotta get the same tattoo. What 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 about the Bulls is other than the logo? Get they get the actual name and cursive. Yeah. He wants you to get Victor Wembanyama's tattoo. Yeah, let me do that. I mean, he it's not guaranteed he's gonna stay on the Bulls. I was gonna say you do that and then he a bust. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, um, I made a tweet that was like, hopefully this is the last game we see of the this big three era. Um. Because it's run its course, let's be real. Um, there is an obvious ceiling on the team, and we've we've capped that out. How you feel about Patrick Williams? Love Patrick Williams. Well, if we came into the ro- this season next year and the only two staples from this roster that are still here is Patrick Williams and Kobe White, I'd be ecstatic. I yeah. mean, at least and that. I, and Kobe White's looking for, like, a starting PG role, so – that yeah, is. I can't promise him that. Yeah, um, he said that. Yeah, I saw like the report that he yes, was looking for. Yes, he, um, he was interviewed by uh, Darnell uh, Mayberry about like, but I think it got aggregated a little bit. It's not like he said, "I want to be a, I must be a starter on my next contract." He was just saying that like, I came in as the whatever pick was a seventh overall pick. Was yep. it seventh? Yep. Seventh overall pick with some expectations. I haven't lived up to that. My goal is to become a starter in this league, which is something everybody would say. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't played well enough to be like the Bulls starter right now, so I sure. I understand why he's not. Um, sure. But he showed us he showed us a lot this season that can say like, even though the overall stats are lower than last year, he had a better season. Yeah. Um, and if he keeps progressing, 
then we feel, I feel cool. I feel good about him being on our team for the foreseeable future, especially because he's not going to be really expensive. What is he going to make at the most 15 a year at the most? Right. I mean, as long as he's playing, I feel like the defense was the crucial part to just be able to stay out on the floor. The shot is always going to be, you know, whatever they it's go in. It's a big one yesterday, man. Yeah, but that's that's my thing is I was talking, I forget who I was talking to, but like a big game for Kobe White don't got to be nothing but 10 points in good defense. Yep. You know, so I think the shot making, you know, it's going to keep coming. He He's going to have his chance at one point. I think he's still really, very young, so. 80, 84 games I watched to this damn team. And I'm I'm good. You know, I'm good not having to watch You're an extra done. four. You're done. It's like you turned in your final paper. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now we can go off to our you and Derek summer break. Officially done. Derek. There was a big Bulls <laughs> fan the last four days. But I'm saying the Blazers have been done. Not a Bulls. Yeah. Done. Don't forget about his Spurs. Okay, yeah. Don't forget so about his Spurs. And his done. Jazz. Don't forget jazz. when he said he was a Jazz fan a couple <laughs> years ago. Uh, Raphael for Derek Fandom. Yeah. A bunch of. <laughs> Is there going to be a new team next year? No. He's going to... Maybe whoever Brandon Miller gets drafted. I was going to say, he's going to pick a prospect that he really Is likes. Is it just because he got the last name Miller? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Were you a Quincy <laughs> Miller fan back in the day? Brad <laughs> Miller fan? Brad Miller, yeah. Not Quincy, though? No. Okay. Never heard him speak of Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest Miller of all time. The best Miller. What number True. did Reggie wear? 44? Oh, my it's God. It's crazy. I don't know. I really don't know. Somehow that's off but close at the same time. I don't think that's close. I don't you think, think it's close? close either. No. Okay. I think that's terribly off. He has such a distinct <laughs> number, too. Yeah, it does. I could see the jersey. I don't see his What's jersey. What's his tattoo? Oh, we just. Coming soon, babe. We just did a video about this type of stuff. I don't even remember what his tattoo was. The sun around the belly button? Yeah. Oh, that's ill. <laughs> that's ill. Sorry. Let's get to the uh, Western <laughs> Conference, though. Why are you sorry? I disrespect that man's tattoo. <laughs> That's what tattoos are for, though. For opinion, you got you got to be willing to take criticism on a bad tattoo. I think it's part of the game. You like Baba Miller? I don't know who Baba. Miller oh is. man, do your draft work. So dude. you love? He's going back to school. Oh, so do you, do your next year's <laughs> draft work, dude. <laughs> so you love Millers, but you don't love Millers. I'm always a Miller boy. Miller Lite. Next sponsor of this. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it is true. You jump on shit that's going good because you wouldn't rock with Brandon Miller if he was the projected second round pick. But because he's a top three projected, you rocking with him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I respect it. <laughs> How many Millers in NBA history can you name? There's a ton of them. Thirty-two um, of them. Andre Miller. Okay. Reggie Great Miller. Great okay. Um, I'm loving the D Mills. Stay locked in. Uh, Quincy Miller, since you just told okay. me. Okay, yep, we'll take that. What college, you, you, told what college you went to? I don't know. Is he black, white, or Quincy is he Miller's black? Light skin. <laughs> but is he, like, all is he dark skin? Dark skin. Light okay. okay. Uh, mm. That's. No, we talked about one too. We did? He said a name after Quincy. You was like, yeah, I liked him. Oh, Brad Miller. I said okay. that. No, you didn't. Oh, uh, that's about it. No, it's not my. Uh, no, that I can remember. Oh man, Reggie. I mean, uh, oh Darius Andre, Miller, Darius Miller. Okay, um, that's it. Andrew, one of the all-time leading passers in NBA history. Andrew Miller. No, I don't know what the fuck Andre that. Miller. I don't know who the hell is? I was hoping. I was hoping he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, no. oh yeah. He said Andre Miller. Oh, you said Andre. Miller? I said Andre. Miller. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But now an- Andrew. When you no, said I was Andrew. trying to get you into the like. Oh yeah. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike Miller. Mm. Yeah, Oliver. I don't no. know who the hell that is. Big homie? 
big. Like he came, like he was big. He was like three fifty. Damn. I don't know Oliver Miller. I'm exa- I'm exaggerating, but he was a mm-hmm. big. Um. Malcolm Miller. Yes. You also got 1981, one season in the NBA, Dick Miller, eight NBA games. How could you you forget about him? I don't know Dick. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got Walt and Bill Miller, who played in uh, 49 and 47. Holy shit. Um, And then you got some more like Jim Miller, John Miller, Paul Miller, Pravis Miller. All of these dudes played. Yeah, Six you NBA games. Probably some generic names. Yeah, you could have yeah. went Bobby Miller and be like, probably. John Miller. John Miller has to exist somewhere in the NBA uh, <laughs> world. Uh, you got a Jay Miller. Either way, let's go to the Western Conference playing game. Um, a lot less entertaining than I say the first one. We got the OKC Thunder losing um, to the Timberwolves, who just looked really, really good. I like this yeah. game better than a Bulls game. Oh. Had a nice little pace to it, some excitement. <laughs> that Bulls uh, heat game was very. Grinded defense. Yeah. It was like early 2000s type game. Yeah. It was a, it was less a, than 70 points going into the fourth quarter for both teams. Like it was, yeah. it was a rough one. But this game to me made me disappointed. Made me extremely disappointed. Um, because of the simple fact that the Timberwolves win this game, they're going to face off with the Nuggets. And while I'm thinking about that, all I can think about is what could have been if the Timberwolves had more health. Like I would love this 1 8 matchup. Um, if they had Jaden McDaniels, if they could have had Nas Reed, I thought this could have been a real good battle. Uh, maybe they still can compete because they do have the size and the interior. Yep. Um, but ultimately, I, I think you have to give the Nuggets the edge. But that, that's where my mind went. They handled their business. They did really, really well. I love the way that they bounced back. Kyle Anderson played a very, very crucial part off the bench. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, yeah. was spectacular. Nikhil, man. I wonder if he's going to start in the series. He should. He they, should. Um, on Jamal Murray? He should. Who, or who MPJ? They said that Tim Connolly gave the suggestion to start Nikhil Alexander-Walker, which is the first right decision Tim Connolly has done as the general manager of that team. He should definitely start, um, just based off of that. But I felt they had, they came in and they played like an actual veteran playoff team mm-hmm. that kind of took advantage of a young, fun Thunder team and did what they were supposed to do. And I feel like, um, you know, if they – they didn't have all of that mess with Rudy and he could have played with the Lakers, I think they would have been in the playoffs. And they'd probably yeah. be going against a Grizzlies team who they would probably better match off with, with the since size. they don't have Jaden McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Um, but – and they have experience playing against each other because they just played last year. Yep. But here we are. They they, they beat the Thunder. Um, I'm so glad Shea was okay. I was yeah. a little spoiling, but the way that that looked, I thought, man – he had a shiner, man. I thought that could have been a little bad, but yeah. Um, I can imagine catching the elbow from Rudy Gobert. He's so fucking clumsy. But um, yeah. all big men are. All big men are. Um, but all in all, man, Thunder had an incredible year to not have Chet. Mm-hmm. Uh, J-Dub had a great year. Giddy showing some flashes. They definitely need to take some more steps. Mark Daytonard had a good coaching year. So Wow, it's the first time somebody's ever said his name on this podcast. Um, yeah. I just call him Marky D. <laughs> you alone. Uh, yeah, no, an amazing season for them. Got another lottery pick coming up this year, then four in 2024. <laughs> so four first-round picks, not lottery picks, but four first-round picks in 2024. Uh, should be interesting. I saw some people, some Thunder fans, hitting the tankathon already and showing screenshots of them climbing up to one, uh, which is everybody's dream that's not, you know, in this playoff right now. But, yeah, mm-hmm. a, an amazing season. Um, but I, I was really impressed with what the Timberwolves did. For them to not play with their food and really go out there and kind of step on their necks early on uh, so bad that, like, in the last five minutes it was garbage time and the team that season was over was like, you know what, Lindy Waters, take us home. 
You know, they was like, there's no way we come back from this. Um, I saw a lot of good plays between Rudy Gobert and Carthony Towns. I thought yeah. uh, Cat showed us in the first half of the Lakers game how good he can be. We've known this. He's been in the league for a, lot, a long time. We've always recognized this offensive game. But obviously, throughout the foul trouble stuff, he, he, I think he got two shot attempts in the fourth quarter against the Lakers and missed both of them, and they were both like three-pointers. And in this game, he's like, no, I'm going to keep going at the rim. I'm going to keep doing what I got to do. I got to set up Rudy Gobert, a couple lobs, and – Fucking Rudy Gobert's hands are so bad he couldn't end with six more points, but he missed three lobs took, in this game. I took Cat's assist, and me and Terrence made our parlay, and I was like, "Let's take Cat's assist." And I got mad because he had a perfect pass to Cat, or he had a perfect pass to Rudy Gobert, and he was right on the front of the rim and just smoked it. But I think that's what they need. That's though. how he hurt. Shane. Yeah, he missed the first one, got yeah. his own board. Yeah, that's what they need. I think they need that from from Anthony Edwards and and Cat. Sometimes it's just you have to slow down your game a little bit to make those type of plays because. The spacing is going to be weird with Rudy Gobert there. So you just have to be a little bit more patient and, and create those angles instead of just constantly, like, you know, keep going and going and going. That's how you can, you know, Cat can end up with a couple offensive fouls. So I think it's just slowing down and, and kind of taking what the defense gives you. But the Timberwolves, they showed that defensively they're always going to be there, it seems like. You know, no matter who's out, you had Nikhil Alexander-Walker step up defensively. And like I said, Kyle Anderson has been really good. They just got to keep sticking it through. And I think that – you know, once they get Jaden McDaniels back next year, it's just going to be like someday. It's it's going to be their identity on the defensive end, I think, rather than just all offense. I love the fact that Cat wasn't settling. He he didn't take a lot of threes, and when he did catch the ball, he was just putting his head down, getting to the rim. And that's what you had to do against an undersized Thunder team, and I think that he, him and Rudy did a good job of doing that. And I love the pick-and-roll play with, between Mike Conley and Rudy. It was so many lobs and just mm-hmm. dunk-ins for Rudy to just get the ball and just dunk. And I felt like they really just stuck to their game plan, like, hey, we're going to get the big men involved. And I love it when the guards and wings, they do that. They know that the big man has a mismatch, and they just keep getting it to him, keep getting it to him, even if maybe he ain't ready for it, just keep giving him the balls. And mm-hmm. I love that. Based on the numbers, uh, the, the Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley pick and roll for the second half of the season was second in basketball. Who had the best pick and roll duo in the NBA? I guess Jokic and – Nope. Oh, James Harden and Joel. Nope. Is it? I feel like it's a it's weird a pr- one. It's a prominent two. It's not nothing weird. Trey oh. Young and Mm-mm. good guess though. LeBron and AD. Nope. Uh, Tyrese and whoever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. A prominent Chris two. Chris Paul. Nope. No. Uh, a prominent two. A prominent two. Stephen Draymond. Stephen Draymond had the best pick and roll in basketball this season. Makes and then sense. Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert were number two. Um, smaller sample size, obviously, with only twenty mm-hmm. something games played, but they got I, the also three or two seasons before that in Utah. They're really good for the Thunder on how much they kind of got. Like you could see the size was a problem. How much do you take that into like the the future? Because I mean, obviously, you want Giddy starting Shea. You have Lou Dort who Chad, Chad is just going. Well, Chad yeah. is going to be immediately he, come in and make a big impact at that aspect of it. Because they they are a smaller team, but they're a big team. That's what I'm Josh Giddy six eight, Shea is six six, Lou Dory was six four six five, and then J Dub is six six. But he's a he feels bigger than six six on the year, court. Next year you also have Poku and Shea. Mm-hmm. They're missing Poku and Shea. I was going to say Poku yeah, was I, one of the shot blocking leaders. At least have somebody off that bench who could run that for if you do need that size. Because J Dub is obviously he he can do it, but they got thirty plus stretch. million dollars in, in, in um cap space this year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll sign something. They, it feels like they always keep one like veteranish guy. It was Dario Sharks throughout this run after the trade deadline and stuff. They'll go get somebody. You think they're getting in the OG sweepstakes? They could. They got a million first round picks. Um, and I guess that's a good transition to talk about the Toronto Raptors. We haven't talked about that because that was on the Saturday, uh, Thursday show or whatever we did. Um, 
I don't even want to talk about the game because it's over. Yeah. Dyer DeRozan, shout out to you, but we fucking lost because you weren't there. Um, but big changes are expected big to happen. Big changes are expected from the Toronto season. Raptors. A lot of people believe if Fred VanVleet has some quotes about um, – you can spend years of trying to tell people to be more, um, what do you say, mature. more more mature about maturity, and it's up to them to make the change or whatever. So maybe he's one foot out the door. That's a, I don't know. Could it make? I've, I don't want to. Pascal's his longest her, uh, teammate. OG. Those are the longest guys he's really played with. I feel like maturity and Pascal. I feel like Got with that ball, championship Scottie. run. Maybe it is Scotty just because it's year two. And there were some things, if y'all remember the offseason, about his um his workout stuff, how he would come into the gym for an hour and then leave. But we but people he was saying that like I was working with my other trainers for another couple hours, but there were some rumors about him not being locked in during the offseason, and that's why he struggled through the first month and a half of the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but it's obviously yet somebody um about the maturity aspect. So he might be one foot out of the door. Only problem is Freddie, for the teams that have money, you're going to a team that lack maturity too. You're going to the Houston Rockets, my boy, Detroit. you know. Um so. but a lot of changes on the way and I got people thinking like what what could that possibly mean? Um Fred Van Vliet might be one foot out of the door, but like Ojananobi was in a lot of trade rumors all season long, stayed around. Pascal Siakam got a couple years left on his contract, all star caliber player. Gary Trent Jr. is a free agent this offseason. So this team could look dramatically different. But they also gave up a 2024 first-round pick to get Yaka Pirtle. Mm. So are they making changes for a re- re- build or are they retooling? Because we don't even have a 2024 first-round pick. Why Why? Why tank? To me, I, it's going to be one of them times it feels like that, kind of like the Houston, Houston Rockets mode. Where that 2024 just, pick can be replaced, though, easily. If you trade OG yeah. or Pascal yeah, Siakam, you get the best. Y'all remember like how the Houston Rockets, if it was, especially with James Harden, it felt like they were only going to play one brand of basketball, especially with Mike D'Antoni. It just feels like this Raptors is only going to stick to that 6-8 frame and kind of keep going with that. Unless they blow it up or, like, somehow, I feel like with Scotty having that mode, they're just going to uh, stick to that. Yeah, I'm more so in favor of them just blowing it. I think you've seen this team selling, and it just kind of seems like it's it's inevitable. They that they're not no really going to make one. part. They don't yeah. have a number one at all. Yeah, they I, don't. I think that's kind of the issue, too, and it's kind of cool for teams to not ha- that everybody can get it. But when it's late in game, it just don't look right because obviously you have Pascal, who's is your best player, but number one option, he he's not, he's not. He could put up the number best in the numbers, but when it comes down to it, he's not that type of guy. And then also, we already know Freddie's not that either. So it's just like they need a legit guy, and that's what Kawhi was with them. Yeah, and yeah, they've they've you. been that away, they've been that piece away, and it's just like that. You know, how do we get, get that, that without even you know. Scotty? You know what I mean? Your young player, he isn't his game doesn't project to be a number one option that you just give the ball to and everybody get out their way. So I'm 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 in agreement. I think blow it up. You got you got Scotty. Um you have your pick this year, get some more picks and just try to retool, rebuild in a certain way. Um what teams would be interested in Pascal? Sacramento Kings, the Blazers, the Kings, the the Heat. The Heat's gonna be interested in everybody. But they don't really have any assets to trade. Um, I, I just think, think those Pascal's are probably the top a three. tougher guy to trade because of his contract. You know, it's not that yeah. it's a bad contract; it's just a bigger contract. A lot of people had to gut their roster a little bit. A little bit, and OG Ananobi feels like a. Even though you'd be trading him for one year potentially, Pacers. Um, I saw some. I did see some Pacers photoshops of OG Ananobi for sure. But apparently, they got offered a couple, like three first round picks for him at the deadline, and they said, "Nah, we good." Same thing with Mikael Bridges. Somebody, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies offered three first-round picks for him. And they're like, ah, we good. Those three and D players are super valuable right now, but I think they're being overvalued by their 
their front offices. Now, Mikhail has turned into more than 3 and D, but maybe OG could do that as well with a bigger role. I, I don't know. I, I'm very curious because Masai's never been a break-it-down type guy. He's always tried to retool. He's always tried to retool. So we will see. H- how many teams in the NBA right now have blow-it-up potential this offseason? Like, even though there's not a big free agency class, I think this could be a crazy offseason. Uh, we got Toronto, who've already said the they're Blazers, making changes. The, the potentially. Blazers, Bulls, Raptors, and um, w- Wizards. The, the reasons already said they The Heat feel like they're on the line. Yeah. That's five already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any worse conference teams? Not really. No, Other most of those the, are the like Blazers. competing or like really young. Because Dame is talking. Yeah, that's um, about it. We got a five. Which is pretty good. That's yeah. a sixth of the league that's, that might be blowing That's a lot up. of stars that can get moved around. Yeah. So I love the parody of the league. If that happens, and sh- sheesh. Maybe that messes up the parody, though. Yeah, because well, we're forcing super goes, teams. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I was going to say also, could for teams like the Raptors are in that mix, if they're kind of looking at that too, like we're already going to have just naturally probably like four or five bottom te- uh, feeders and then also teams that blow it up. As long as we're in that top 20 team, we could kind of still be right back in that mix. You know? Or the Raptors may feel like, hey, we know a lot of these teams are on the edge. We're going to be one of the teams that's does. trying to make some trades. That playing that playing gives a lot of teams faith. And we've been talking about this this whole year. So I just, I don't know. It's going to be weird to see how many teams actually just like fold, a, fold their hands because 40, like, 35-plus games could damn near get you right in that mix, you know, and I, you could, it wasn't always like that. Yeah, but I, that playing for the playing shit is overrated. I think that's for teams that are, like, young and coming up and, like, they fun, like the Thunder and the Timberwolves. That stuff is exciting for them. But, like, a veteran team like the Raptors, they're not they're not really young. So, like, they should – they want to be up there in the conference and mm-hmm. like be, like, locked in. They're not that. So, if you're, like, an older team playing for the play-in, just – No. Yeah, it really go down to the the offices too, because some teams be okay with just being subpar. Yeah, you know, and I I feel like that's just how things are. I guess unless it's like an anomaly year where your team starts off really slow, y'all have injuries, maybe like the Lakers. Now y'all in the seventh seed, and it looks a little bit better for you. So I guess there is a plus to it. You do have that wiggle room. That's why I look at it as like teams who may have an injury, and you can come back, and you're not really out of it, and you can boom. Hit a stride and get right back into the playoffs. Yeah, not necessarily being a veteran team saying, "Let's get to the play-in." Yeah, <laughs> but we did definitely see some of that this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did definitely see some of that. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Dame's comments, Derek? Uh, I like it. I love the ability of him. What were the comments that he said that if the both sides pretty much have? To make a decision this year, he has to make a decision on his future, depending on what the front office does this season. Um, and I like that. I feel like this front office has definitely given him the short end of the stick when he has applied pressure. What about playing uh, for you? Yeah, and also he said he doesn't want to play with guys who are one or two years away from being the guy. So it's pretty much saying he doesn't want to go through a rebuild. Mm-hmm. And because he was asked about well, how do you feel about getting a lottery pick in this year, and he said, "Yeah, I'm not really a fan of that." That's not my way of getting ready to compete. So, essentially, he's saying, hey, that lottery pick may have to be used in order to get quality pieces. But at the same time, he's saying there's guys who want to come to Portland that are needle movers. And now I'm looking around the league. I'm trying to figure out who are these needle movers. People are people said Jalen Brown was what he was alluding to, which is like, I just find out. Jalen Brown had his own comments. It was like, man, I played all NBA basketball. I've done nothing but help this team win. I'm ready to like be, you know, ready to be here practically. 
So I don't. I, I mean, he's ta- he's obviously talking to somebody. Yeah, he's talking to people, but obviously those things haven't been leaked. Yeah. So I'm curious that who these needle movers are. Because I mean, regardless of who they are, how do they get to Portland? Is the yeah? Because the free agents. It's not like they're free agents. The free agency class isn't that great. Mm-hmm. So I know he can't be looking at the free agency pool and thinking and talking to those guys and saying those are needle movers. So I guess he's saying essentially trades have to happen. And, and I think that's going to be very tough. You have to have a certain amount of power to be like, trade me, but specifically to this team. Yeah. Kevin Durant did it. James Harden did it. Like, you have to be one of those boys. And um, also, Shane Sharp shouldn't be on a trade block at the same time. Then you don't want Dame. Because unless, oh, my gosh. You don't want Dame, then. Trading Shane this, Sharp, this unless unless you're getting finally like trade Dame, bro. unless you're oh getting like God. one of those solidified like top ten guys. You don't, want, don't you, want you. You don't want Dame then. Top ten, top ten is crazy, Derek. You don't want Dame. This, this, I love that this conversation is up because this is Twitter. This is fandom. This is like uh, so just, many yeah. fans want the guys to compete, but they don't want to give shit. How are you going? Dame just said he don't want to. He don't want to play with it. He basically. Well, you have this. Shaden Sharp falls into that category of two or three years away. Well, you have this year's first round pick that you could trade as well. That's, and, not, that's, uh, that's not getting the guy. And you have Anthony Simons. What does that get you? I don't know what those two items. And whatever get you. that gets you, probably not that that big of a deal. So you'll probably have to move Shaden Sharp anyway. That's tough. That's this a team, tough. That's this, a tough decision this for team a front is office not, to make, man. This team is not one trade away. No, yeah, it definitely is multiple trades. That's a very tough decision for that front office so to you make, have especially when you look at the pinch- potential. Anthony Simons, and you have Shaden Sharp. Sharp. You have, and you have to figure out how to either get a monster guy, which who is that monster guy that is out there? I don't yeah, see I a think guy. The, the playoffs really matter in that. Maybe some team falls out of favor and they suck, and then they, that team decides to. I don't know who it would be. What if it's Jimmy? It, it could be Jimmy. I wouldn't trade all of that for Jimmy. I would trade And Shane he also and got three years Amber, left yeah. on his contract. I would trade that for Jimmy. Yeah, that, that is a lot for Jimmy, even though Jimmy is he a near top whatever guy. And I think he would fit next to Dame. He would fit next to Dame, but that team that also still just a playoff. Games. Yes, it's a playoff team at that point. You have to do a lot more than that. To I'm, I, w- I would just trade Dame. I would just yeah. trade Dame. Why the fuck am I trading Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, mm-hmm. and a first-round pick for Jimmy Butler to win 47 games? It also limits you from bringing back Jeremy Grant. Because Jimmy's contract is fucking massive. Yeah. So now you got. Dame also said Jeremy Grant is expected to but be back. But that's a hundred mil between him and Jimmy Butler. Yeah. No facts. Uh, so yeah, like you said, Derek, it is a tough decision that the front office got to make. Uh, but you know, this is the th- this is the year. This is the year to make the biggest decision. To Which I'm glad too, because this feels like it's been so dragged out. Facts, man. Feel like it's Damn. Been, just I like how they had they have this fake deadline where some shit needs to happen. <laughs> yeah. Some shit needs to happen. And I love that he said that. Love that he said, hey, if nothing happens, then I now have to make decisions. He said shit like this before, though. I, doesn't, I don't remember him saying, like, hey, if you don't do anything, then I have to now make a decision on my future. I didn't say he said that. I oh. said he said things like this before yeah. that made us feel like, oh, shit, they ain't going to make a decision in his ass right back. If we get the same type of tone almost at the end of every year because they don't fucking do anything. They don't go nowhere. So it's the same re- rinse and repeat conversations. Man, we're going to have things I got to think about. It's things I got to consider. Wasn't it a lot funnier when CJ was on the team? No. Because yeah. at least you knew you were a playoff No, team. I knew that they fucking sucked. 
<laughs> that was a step in the right direction. Get his ass out of but there. But they didn't even get they didn't get anything for everything that they got back from that trade is gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> you gave CJ away to the Pelicans for nothing. Pelicans need to start thinking about that too. <laughs> he just keeps getting flipped every two um, years. Flip CJ. I love what they got now because there is a writing. There's no, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But it's well, just that Bunting. hard. Yeah, it's just that hard decision. I think I think the lottery and on May seventeenth, whatever it is, is going to determine a lot. Right now, they have the fifth highest odds, which is great. If somehow they jump top four, I I think that's when you'd be like, "All right, Dame, uh, I think it's our youth movement time." Or do the front office be like, "Hey, use Victor Wembanyama." If you trade Victor Wembanyama to to get some, who would it even be? I don't even know who it would be. Yeah. If you trade school Henderson. I just think it's I think that front office made a promise to them that we would try to get you a roster to compete. Well they said they expected to trade the pick. No matter yeah. what. Yeah. That's cap. I think it's also cap. If you get number one, all of the shit you said two weeks ago don't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> it just don't. I'm not looking at it the same way. Y'all don't care about winning, man. Y'all don't. Y'all don't care about winning. Trading yeah. one will be crazy. Y'all y'all care about cute shit. Cause then you can literally get rid of Dame. You're gonna get what a lot if, back. What if you trade gonna... one for Luca? No. If y'all get is Dame leaves, you wouldn't trade one for Luca. I just I would much rather have like the Anthony Simon, Shaden, Victor. No, like, if, I would rather have that lineup. I'm just saying in, in general. Don't even think about oh, yeah. Blazers. Would you no. trade one for 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 Luca? That's yes. the question. Even if you're yeah. fucking Blazers, yes, I'm trading it. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm taking this shit. Okay. A backcourt of Dame and Luca sounds fun, but also sounds fuck. I don't want to say that. Mo trade Dame then. Wait, this is whole. That's what I'm saying. It's this connection to Dame. Who's better than Luka, who's better than Luca to get though? What, what, okay, you have number one. They say we traded number one. Who is the guy that if, uh, if it's not Luca? Imagine having that big of a love where it's like <laughs> no Luca, but was, he wouldn't fit with Dame, bro. At that point, Dame is a la la vista. Kick is it, rocks. Is it? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. They no. lose in the hypothetically. They lose in the second round. The Blazers win the lottery. Are you trading that first pick for Joel to give Joel and Damian Lillard a chance? It's tough, man. Then it I is trade day. Bro, I, that's, that's that. the, I, I think that's the best possible teammate for him right that now. Is. That was the first name that came to mind, but I want to see if he'll say it, like bring it up, and you he actually said, said it. I want him to answer this question. I say it's tough. We know it's tough. I'm doing that shit. <laughs> I'm doing yeah, that shit. I guess I would have to do it. That's the league, literally the league MVP. Yeah. The reason you I like, even said ah, it, because I was like, he coming off an MVP season, are they going to even entertain that trading shit? I mean, if 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 things go, this is like, everything goes dramatically wrong. You yeah. know, they lose in five to the Celtics, to and the it's Nets. not even fun. Yeah. No, they're not losing <laughs> to the Nets, let's be real. That game starts like hey, in uh, an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> me and KB I'm, not I, even I going straight home. Nope. I don't think I'm doing that trick. Ooh, talk to me. I just, it's not, you still have a rest of a roster to fill out, mm -hmm. and that's going to make it tough. Um, and Damian Damian Lewis is on the older side. I'm not saying he's old, but he's on. So you have a smaller he's window. Like 32, 33. You have a smaller window to get this done. Mm -hmm. You have a lot you have to fill in between. You have Dame and you have Joel. Joel. But we've seen those type of teams. You have to have like the league is good right now. So you got to have a full team. Um, I'm not saying, it could, but I just like the idea of trading away Dame. You have Victor Wimbayama, who you would project and hope would be an MVP in this league, just like Joel, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, and whatever you get back for Dame. There's no pressure. These young guys can grow together. You have them locked up. 
Simon's got his deal. Shane Sharper get his deal. You have money, flexibility, and it's just a new movement that has a lot more upside than this chasing this thing for Dame. Because now you chase this shit for Dame in three, four years, and y'all don't win a championship, but it's like, hey, we gave him a chance. That's not as rewarding as continuing to push the window open. If you want to take everything you can out of Dame, trade him, mm-hmm. get back shit that can extend this team and give you a bright future. Honestly, but I'm not hmm. about the whole, this ain't a movie. They, they, <laughs> you and the Blazers and y'all fan base, y'all go about this like it's a movie. Let's give Dame this team. It ain't there. But the longer y'all accept, the quicker y'all accept it, the more y'all can get back from it to project mm-hmm. a brighter future than throw everything into giving Dame this team just to continue to hit a point where you don't win a championship. And then it's like, hey, but we gave him a chance. <laughs> and now you got no assets. You got Justin Bede, and then he requests a trade, and now you got nothing. Shane Sharp is somewhere looking like an all star. the face of the fucking league. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a he's just a fucking. I think if again, I, I don't really care if Dame stays there for the rest of his career or not. But if you did end up trading Dame, that would be one of the most fun teams in ball. Depending on what you get back. Because you got that lottery pick. Shane Sharp showed us in the last 10 games of the season what his potential could potentially be. Eventually, you get rid of use of Nurkic, which is like a godsend to Portland Trailblazer fans. Like, it has potential to be like one of those teams that you like everybody tuned into, even though they suck. And then in a few years, they making some noise. We saw flashes with Anthony Simons when Dane was out and they traded CJ. They got Cam Reddish, Nasir Little. We saw some some flashes from Keon Johnson, Jabari Walker, Trenton Wofford. I'm not naming these guys like they're the next all-stars of the league, but it's just a young group of guys so you can continue to build on and have no pressure and let them develop into something special if you land a top four, top three pick. Yeah, if you trade Dame and you add in Scoot, if your lineup is Scoot, Simons, Sharp, um, you know what I mean? However you want to slice up the rest. Man, that's nice. Or if you get Brandon Miller, you got Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, Brandon Miller. Woo-wee! That's a big-ass lineup. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, y'all make <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been saying they should have been traded, Damon. Like, I really don't care either. Jerace Walker. Jairus Walker from fucking Houston. If you get him at four or five, and now you got Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, you got a four who can play, make, defend, shoot. Just, like, come on, man. Because to me, it's just like, if while we do have Damian Lillard, what if we like? What? Why not just go all in? Because you're gonna have this conversation every damn year with Daniel on your roster. So, it, like I'm saying, just get to that decision, and you just gotta move on. You know. All right. There is the last Portland Trailblazer talking to the lottery. Hopefully. Yes, sir. No, it's gonna come up every Damian podcast. Lillard, Damian Lillard is gonna come up a lot. Unless he has more comments. Yeah. Um. The next thing we could talk about, um, is. Is Zion Williamson? Do y'all want to have to talk about Zion? Yeah. Um. So they the Pelicans lose in the play-in. Obviously, chatted about that at least a little bit. Um. But before that, Zion was warming up. He was getting shots up. He was doing some things, and he didn't look amazing. That and that's one of the reasons why he didn't play. But he also made his comments saying that he feels like Zion. Whatever. Last year when he was coming back from his injury, he told the world that he feels good enough to play. But there was, you know, the front office slash the trainer staff said it's not good enough to play, like healthy enough to play. After they lose in the play, and CJ McCullough makes some comments about availability and take care of your body and rest and yada, yada, yada. Um, and he's played less games than, or 
around the same amount of games that Joel Embiid played over the last first four years of his career. Greg Oden, there's a big old graphic that's popping up mm-hmm. um, where it, his availability is the hardest thing. And it's got yeah. people wondering if, you know, I don't want to say it, but if there's worlds to explore what what this team looked like without the what without Zion on it. I think it, it's so hard because I've seen you know other players come like they like Joel Embiid like the Seth Curry like do you just go through these injuries to start off your career but you kind of like just kind of adjust or I don't know what it is but it's a, if it, it's a different change you have to make to to sprint that marathon of like a full 82 game season. So it does worry me especially cuz it's it's like knees though. You know, and especially for somebody of his age and his weight, it I I, I would be I would be okay with exploring it just because while right now his draft his draft, his like trade value is still skyrocket right now. You know, before I think, you think anything, so? I would think so. I think a lot of teams would budge on that Zion stuff, even with the even with the injuries, just because like would I you, say he's so young. Would you trade <laughs> if you are the Trailblazer front office and they made his decision? Is Zion a piece you want back in the Dame's trade? It's just one for one. Derek, if I'm the, oh, you're no, okay, not at this point. Zion has shown me a lot, but he's also shown me that he's not on the court, and it's it's kind of hard to trade for a young guy with so much potential. And I can't really see that potential. I only see it for thirty five games. It's that would be frustrating as hell for me to, <laughs> as a front office. I just traded one of my best players of all time for Zion. He's not on the court. I'm, if I'm in Pelicans, I'm keeping Zion Williamson. I'm I'm keeping Zion Williamson, and what I'm doing is, um, I'm accepting the circumstances that we have, and we're putting together a plan, and we're copying, and we're looking at things that guys like Joel Embiid did, as you mentioned. We're looking at things like Kawhi Leonard. What we want to do is we want to get the most out of our guy without putting him and his body in situations where we have to come to the same point of the year. Of damn, it would be good if we. What could we have been? Um, we saw they were the number two seed. They have a lot of talent. So I think they have a talented enough roster to where this guy can low manage comfortably and still be in tune. Um, because right now, trading him, coming off of all of the stuff that we've seen, you're not getting your full value of him. Yeah. That's so sure. I just don't see it. Um, and I just don't think that there's a rush. They have a nice young team, man. They have a really, really nice young team, mm-hmm. nice young coach. They seem to all get along. God bless you. Um, we can go up and down the list. I'm talking Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy, Brandon Ingram, Zion himself, um, Herb Jones, Najee Marshall. There's a lot. Uh, Jose Alvarado. There's a lot there to where this team should be able to say, hey, play this dude in 10-game stretches every 11th game. He said, "Is that I? I don't know. That's not my job to do. But there's something they can mathematically put this dude in situations to where fuck playing 82 games. Mm-hmm. Let's play you enough games to where you're there, you're here, you're into it, but you're safe and healthy. Yeah, I, I hope that because I don't know. It, it's for the knees, like I said. It always seems like when you when people have these, and it seems like they get surgery or whatever. It seems like." These are consistent. So, like, people be having surgeries every two years on their knees. So, for him to have it so young is just kind of concerning. But I see what you say because, honestly, they do have they do have a really nice team and everything. So, if you can kind of keep building that up, building that up, I think there's always that doomsday of, like, now Zion's coming back, too, and he's ready to, you know, he's ready to hoop. So, 
Um, it's always that too. I guess yeah. we'll never really know what the lifestyle of Zion is. Mm-hmm. Um, this, of course, always been speculation. Like when he did that fucking, what is that, Doritos or Mountain Dew commercial with Zach Levine when he's sitting on the couch and he just looks big and everybody's commenting about his angles, weight and stuff. Bro. That be all the angles, I feel like. Remember when they asked him what he had for it, Thanksgiving? And he said, I don't want to say because they're just going to make fun of me or something like that. Um, the Wendy's. What about Wendy's? He went he to Wendy's. He was in the drive thru at Wendy's. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? Yeah, don't he was. That. My favorite thing is when he's walking off, like, I think it was like, he was, he's walking off the little stage or whatever, and they got him in the construction worker uh, uniform, or like, oh, they, you know what I'm crazy. talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah, he, yeah, they, yeah. they photoshopped the construction. He's walking to the party. Yeah, he was. At media he got day, his little lunch pail. Did he, did he look overweight when we saw nah. him at oh, he the looked, All-Star Week. He looked fine, right? Yeah. yeah. He looked pretty, pretty good. Um, I mean, it seems like it depends on the angles. I think like Mike's saying, <laughs> it seems like some angles Zion looks extremely I just overweight. think that's the truth about everybody. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm looking everybody. at myself right here. Every, there's legs, always some flattering haters. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, man. I, I think that when you figure it out, it's worth it. I think he should play around the 65 game mark. Like, I at least try to. Jeez, sixty-five games is hard for everybody to play this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at least then I think that's the thing. Take out a, a amount of games, put together a plan and a schedule that fits for him and the team. Because I think if you aim at something, it's the pressure of having it there. Unfortunately, I know this sounds crazy. They're paid professionals. Yeah, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Because yeah, you want a guy to at least be able to play sixty-five games. But I think at this point, they're we're seeing this team, and at the last two seasons, the end of the last two seasons for them, it's like, damn, what could have been? Let's reroute away to see him with this team in these positions of playing or playoffs or whatever, and get because that's what you really need him for. You don't really need him for game thirty-seven. You know what I'm saying? You need him in April and May. And yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, the playoffs are here. I want to give a special shout-out to our sponsors, So Rare. They'll have weekly competitions and NBA playoff tournaments running all postseason. You can win all sorts of prizes and experiences worth of over $100,000. I want to say that again. You can win all sorts of prizes and experiences worth over $100,000. Check out them. Uh, check them out now at SoRare.com backslash the NBA again. Check them out right now at SoRare.com backslash NBA. I'm logging in right now. What are we doing today for the draft? <laughs> International, all time, big three. Okay. okay, I don't remember who had the first pick last he time. He did. So now it's Mike. Um, give me Jokic. Um, I'm gonna take Dirk. Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, back to back, dear. Don't fumble. Let's go Mono Ginobili <laughs> and then Joel Embiid. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis is sitting right there. Who did I, dra- I draft the Dirk? I'll take Steve Nash. Luka Doncic. Shea. Mm. Um, I, I'm, I would take my boy Hidu Turkoglu. Um, I'm on my last pick. I'm trying to think of some. Give me Paige or Stojakovic. That's literally who I was thinking about. Um, <laughs> you always thinking about somebody right before they get picked. Because <laughs> then I'll be stumped. I'll go Ben Simmons. Sheesh. <laughs> um, and there you go. The Gasol brothers. 
undrafted today. Dikembe Mutombo undrafted today. Rudy Go Rudy Gobert being undrafted is fine. Yao Ming undrafted today. That would have been a good one, Yao Ming. Um, I should get all bigs. Like, v- yeah, Vladi, Tony Kukoc, Anthony Towns, Joe Kim Noah. Where Where's Kev from? Who is he? Mano uh, was your first pick? Dominican Republic. I thought he was from New Jersey. I don't know if Kev was from VR. Yeah. Oh, I uh, could have took Kyrie since he's from Germany. Or Australia. Oh, yeah, Australia. Uh, Rick Smith's from the Netherlands. I think we've gone too far. Uh, the Mavericks got fined seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's a for, lot of money, man. <laughs> and the first report I saw was seventy five thousand. I was like, ain't nothing to Mark Cuban. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars is still not a lot for Mark Cuban, not but it's all. still a lot of money, you know. And it's like uh, those fines to the NBA owners just they just be like whatever. Is it warranted? Uh yeah. I mean they did it, they did the investigation. It seems like the Dallas Mavericks did. Subsequently, sit Luca in that game where they could be competing for the play-in. So essentially, they did. They did try to keep that pick from the Knicks. So. Is is the NBA salty because we don't have Luca in the playoffs? Is that what it really is I about? I think so. Uh, that also is probably Luca and Ky- not just Luca. Luca and Kyrie not in the playoffs or anything. No, for sure. They definitely want their, their, the guy who they want to be the next face of the league to be in the playoffs. So, well, they only play Luca because for those eleven minutes because it was Slovenia night. Mm-hmm. Um, but other game, than that, they could have made up an, a, a knee soreness and yeah. everything will be fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is warranted too because literally, if you look at it, like they if they won that game, I think they could have had their chance in the play-in, but they just kind of threw their hands in. So, I mean, did you not see Kobe White almost have a triple double in that game? They had no chance even if Luca was playing. In the first in the first <laughs> quarter, it was pretty close. No, we we were getting eyes blown out actually. <laughs> but yeah, the Bulls came around. But honestly, you know, I I think it's one. It's just how, it's how consistent is it going to be? Because it's not going to be the first time. We, it's not going to be the first or the last time we've seen it. So yeah, I guess next time guys are just going to be like, hey, we're not playing them at all. Yeah, uh, it was literally just the weirdness of them playing eleven minutes and then sitting. That's that's really what made this whole thing up. Because you issue. can't you can't have a Slovenian night and not have. The poster board of the like the country and the sports world not play at all. Yeah, you get like even eleven minutes is kind of a slap in the face. Let's be real, because some people flew from Slovenia to Dallas to I watch Luka for eleven minutes. Quarter, right? You just late and you just missed it completely, and now you got to watch. I mean, if you late, you Frank Nilakina for forty minutes. If you flew out somewhere to be somewhere, you late. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't really want to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is it warranted? Maybe, but a lot of teams are tanking and breaking rules to get to where they need to be so whatever uh the last thing i had was this kuzma and spencer dinwiddie beef that had broken wheels at wrigley yeah no, yeah <laughs> so spencer dinwiddie went on to fan duel tv who's giving out fucking bags by the way from what i've heard chandler um, parsons is over there <laughs> chandler parsons is everywhere yeah especially on my timeline i take a bag i would take a bag too so fan duel tv what's up um they throwing out bags, and Spencer Dinwiddie was on one of the show, one of the many shows over there, and he was asked. Somehow they got into the conversation about Kyle Kuzma and yada yada yada, um, former teammates and stuff, and you know he questioned Kyle Kuzma about his celebrity, about fashion, about all of this, and then Kuzma went on a fucking nine tweet thread, call him sh- uh, shit witty. What do you call him? Then shitty. Then shit witty island or something like that. Shit witty or some shit like that. And just said a lot of different stuff, um, which is like, we ain't seen a Twitter beef between two players in a long time. And this is like a random Twitter beef. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, 
mid versus mid. <laughs> like it's not like these are superstar <laughs> players. Anything. It's just kind of like a whatever type of thing going on the timeline. I can't lie. Then Woody, shout out to him. He was on the show, the Twitter show back in the day. He lost this battle, bro. Yeah, I think he, <laughs> he lost it when he used that argument point of like I'm in the playoffs that he's not, as if he didn't just get traded to a team where Katie and Kyrie and didn't have them like, at like the top two below seeds. Below five hundred since yeah. the trade. Yeah. yeah. Like that was terrible. I was like, when even when I read it, I was like, Ooh, that's not you. That's you didn't do you, that, bro. bro. I, it was a good when it first started, then what he said some good stuff on the on the show. But then yeah, Kuzma's response was, was real good because of that part. The fact that he had just played with him at the Wizards. We traded Jazz quickly. Um, you was out here averaging whatever. I'm about to get my bag. All of that is cool. But at the end of the day, it's Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, it also don't hurt that Spencer Dinwiddie played like kind of shit for with the Wizards. Um, yeah, with he Kyle, really did. We thought he Kuzma was, like, was there. I thought he was going to turn up, but uh, I don't it's, know. I think the worst part about it is that he brought in Rick Fox. And Rick Fox had to go on Twitter. Like, Rick hey, Fox had to go set some shit straight. Basically saying for y'all that don't know, because it look like Mike don't know. Uh, you know who Rick Fox is? Yeah. Who is he? I mean, he's a, a basketball player slash actor. What did he do as a basketball <laughs> he player? He definitely is a basketball player. Lakers. And did what? Won a championship. Hey. Hey. Multiple. How many multiple? Two. Hmm. Interesting. How would he ever win two? You know how the Lakers win ass with Kobe. With three. He was also the captain of the team. What um, number did he wear? I Not a real like a fan. What I position did he play? Like if you don't know that he played center, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. So uh, the, um, Rick Fox is going to Twitter and said, hey, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, this is me, Kobe, and Beam, three championships, team captain, yada, yada, yada. And a lot of people was like, man, Dinwiddie bogus as hell because Rick Fox, if he was in today's game, would be making $100 million contracts as a 3 and D guy. <laughs> um, you know, I it, that's he lost the argument there, and then he also lost the argument. Drew well, no, I don't. What do you say about you? Call this stuff like oh yeah, he said. He oh was yeah, a yeah. I'm yeah. Like, and then he also said, "Um, I've made it to the conference finals." Fucking Kuzma has a championship. You know, the dude you beefing <laughs> with has a ring and not an end of the bench ring. Like he was there. Uh, so yeah, Spence, it wasn't it wasn't good. I also like the Cal Kuzma start talking about the crypto shit. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. Because yeah, Kuzma. I mean, uh, then when he's trying to turn this whole NBA contract to cryptocurrency, I don't know how you could think that was a good idea in the moment. Uh, but I don't know if that was true. If he did or not, if he did, he lost hella money in the last two years. Now <laughs> the NBA let him, so he should be thanking them. Good. I know he had his own uh, signature sneaker too. Yeah, he was supposed uh, to send us. I was gonna us. say he, he had he that shit where he's like, us. Yeah. didn't he say you can influence him where to sign at, like by donating money or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. He's done some cool shit. Yeah. Outside the box shit in the NBA, which is Them fine. shoes ain't cool until you send a pair. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting on them. That was like three years ago, I feel like. Because um, Derek wanted to say star bench cut Kawhi, Paul George, or Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero. Oh, my yeah, God. And then remember, it was like Jokic and B, DeAndre Jordan. Come on now. <laughs> I, I wonder whoever made that, where are they and do they still work? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't either. I don't you remember. know it's funny because even Spencer Dinwiddie is like, "Come on now, y'all." They gonna put it in my hands to ask. Like, I, no, I was on um the NBA Twitter show with Lefko, Taylor Rooks, and Fry. Um, in Asia, our, our one of our producers behind the scenes, or whatever, she produces that show as well, and she had Taylor Rooks. Um, she sent Taylor Rooks some trivia questions to ask me. I'm gonna ask y'all this question, and y'all tell me if I'm bogus for not knowing the answer. Who was the all-time leading leading 
two-point percentage player in Bulls history. You probably Jordan. think Jordan. Michael Jordan. It's not Michael Jordan. Is it like Bill Cartwright? It's not even a center, which was the my thought was like, okay, it's not Mike. Derrick Rose. Not Derrick Rose. DeMar DeRozan. It's not DeMar DeRozan. So I'm not bogus for not knowing this because nobody was like, oh, it's this guy immediately. Lou Aldane. It's fucking Ayo DeSumo. Oh, get the. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Asia, bro. How do you? I know I'm a Bulls fan, but I I don't know a Bulls fan that really know that. Right. And especially because Ayo has a year, two years of NBA play. I wanna, I was thinking like I think my answer was um. Bob Love. My my answer was Joe Kim because it's at the rim yeah. every single time. Other than the fucking six jump shots he took in his career. And then, nope. That, he, hey, he made sure he did them guns after he hit that jump shot. Definitely did. He put him, put him, yeah. And then, so I was like, oh, I guess I took a guess. And they're like, no, do you want to hit? I'm like, sure. They say he's active on the roster right now. That should probably do you way do the fuck way off. off. And I'm like, okay. DeMar, is that what you said? You know what? I said Drummond. Oh, that makes sure it. Because he, again, always at the rim. I'm like, no. And then Taylor Rooks is like, I don't know if you know much about me, but this player also went to my alma mater. And I didn't know she went to U of I. Yep. I had she no told idea. me when I at um, VR. I was like, I don't know. I was like, Ayo DeSumo. And then Asia going to text me, you let me down. I'm like, come on, Asia. <laughs> that weak ass question. They asked me three questions. I don't know what answer any of them. The reason it's weak <laughs> is I'm not that type of fan. I don't give a fuck who at the highest percentage. Two point percentage out of all things. I'm like, oh. But see, it makes sense for her because she's like synergy. Taylor Rooks went here and Ayo went here. So, mm-hmm. you know, for Taylor to be asking. Oh, okay, sense. okay. Um, yeah. But she said she was also telling people in the office, Kenny, go get all three of these right. I'm like, don't, pl- don't put no pressure on me like that. That's a hard question. It's a Especially very hard when it's, it seems like there's a small sample size involved. Yeah. I was going to say Taylor Rooks went to, like, DePaul, too, she told me, I think. Mm. She she knew about, like, downtown. She was asking where I'm from. from she Chicago. asked me where I was from, too, yeah. And she, like, she was around the Wicker Park area or some shit like that. She knew, she knew some shit about Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. For sure, for sure. Um, those are all the topics I had. Other than, I mean, we already did like a breakdown of the series, I guess. Literally. Anybody have any other thoughts? Not it's like officially starting in a cu- in a couple hours. I'm geek, man. I'm yeah. I'm actually ready. What's um, your most anticipated series to watch? The Knicks and the the, the Cavs. Knicks and the Cavs. Also the Suns and the uh, Clippers. I would say number one for me is Kings Warriors. Okay. That's probably number I'm not one. Not mad at that. It's gonna be fun, exciting. The young up and coming team that surprisingly the the veteran team that's won. That's dominated this decade pretty much. Did y'all be see very if they gonna have five MVP candidates, five finalists? Mm-mm. Yeah, this year's five finalists. I seen the three. I saw three. Yeah, I seen three. Oh, it is? they always do top five, but only three are the finalists. That's what I. Th- that's what I said. But I thought I saw maybe he was saying five awards got three candidates. Maybe I read mm. it wrong. Uh, Demar Derozan, clutch player <laughs> of the year finalists. Hey, it's gonna not going to get you far. At least it should go Probably, to the If it don't go to the air, we fucking riot. There's nobody even in the stratosphere's the air this year. <laughs> That's why I'm, when we're talking about them games, I'm uh, ready for tonight with Kings Warriors. That's yeah. What, that's what Demios just said. The first playoff game in Sacramento since 04, I think, 04, 05. Bro. So we got, I got uh, hold on, I just want to look how much the ticket We got the were. Nets and Sixers. Seven, and a, the, the average Nets ticket was 750 30 bucks. minutes. Damn. Yeah. Then we got the Hawks Celtics. I'm glad they started off with the week game of the day. What if that game ends up being exciting? I mean, the week series. I'm sorry, not the week game, because any game can be exciting. But we, I want the Brooklyn Nets to win today, so you can send me my money ASAP. Rocky, ASAP. ASAP. We also have to talk Yams. about something. Mm-hmm. We picked the Hawks over the Heat. So how does this work? 
What do you mean? The bet. Some <laughs> clips go in the archives, but from my understanding, we're talking total wins. I thought who was going to be the better team. I, I, I guess we got to go to the semantics. Me I don't know. I, I don't remember. Bet? Me and you bet, KB, that the Hawks And I might be up expeditious because I lost the Knicks bet, obviously. Yes. Um, that's one I feel like I still won. But, again, it, it depends on how we worded it. You feel like you won what? The Heat. Hawks oh, win. I thought you meant the Nets. Oh, no, no, no. It, it depends on how we worded it. If we said whoever has the more wins, I win. But if we said, like, seeding, then you win, technically. I just, I, we didn't say seeding, but we, we I remember vividly saying they're going to be a better team. I remember... I don't well, know. I remember Heat and Hawks, and that's it. The, the Heat were a better team. Forget about the first 82. It's just going to the 83rd game. <laughs> I always base it off of the playoff seating. That's who the better team is. I, or, I guess or, it depends on how we worded it. Or it's still going. So nah, they got to nah, wait. Nah, 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 nah. It's not still with going. With a guard, just like who can win the many games? Because both teams are going to They're probably going to lose. <laughs> well, both teams are going to win one. But I mean, if, the if heat, Hawks win too, I need, I want my money. But I mean, if the Heat upset the Bucks, which Bro, is not gonna boy, happen. Boy, if, the, boy. if the Heat upset the Bucks, then not that they would you would win that bet easily. It wouldn't matter. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it depends on how we worded it. Clips is gonna have it. It's a better team. I'm I'm taking that that seating into consideration heavily. You sound broke. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Hey, I didn't pay my we money could, up. I'm trying to get the, my money back. If the semantics back. are iffy, we can wash it. Or we can just parlay it into another bet because there's so many series. We could. What's the, okay? Who do you have? Um, Kings versus Warriors. I have Kings. What about y'all? I got Warriors and six. I got the Warriors. I also have Warriors. Fuck. I hate it. I hate <laughs> I that I'm too. taking the I Warriors. I want the Kings bro. so bad. Uh, so I don't want to make a bet on that one. That's that's a bad one. Uh, what's the most? What what seems like the series with the most parity? Lakers versus Grizzlies. Yeah. Because my it's Mike. Were you the? Would you want to make a? Yeah, Mike bet that already. Oh, y'all did. Yeah, I think we got like a hundred dollars. A hundred bucks. Do you want to add an extra hundred on that? Oh, am I, you just getting it onto the bet? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Okay. Let's bump it out. Okay. That boy got his Twitch chat yesterday. He wanted to make all the bets. I did too. I did too. Because <laughs> half the motherfucker ain't streaming. No, I didn't stream at all this month. But, got but we got we, you got a couple this month, though, right? I'm not streaming. A goddamn thing this month. I'm, I was. I wanted to stream yesterday. I'd be so tired, bro. I wake up, work out, chill with the fam. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got to chase a kid around the park. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, trying Them to knees edit. ain't like they used to be. Huh? Them knees ain't like they used to be. I literally told Danny yesterday, like, I got, I got to make a schedule. I got to find time to get on the game. <laughs> I've been on Make the a game. schedule so you can game. It's funny. I've been on a game in a minute. <laughs> I got shit coming in to finish out furnishing the house, so I'm, I'm emptying boxes. I gotta put the boxes, break them down, put them in my trunk to bring them here and dump them here. It, you know what's crazy? And building the shit. That sounds it's, illegal. It, it's time. No, we rent here so we can dump. <laughs> but it's going. You say you still you still furnishing and shit. I feel like I just got like all my like everything I got is like I'm I I got it now. So it's yeah. like it just feels good. Like yo shit, I don't good gotta because get it's nothing. like. I don't gotta it's, get nothing. It's, else compa- really. it's like it's not small, it's, but it's smaller than my shit. We yeah. got a lot of space that it's just like, oh fuck. Yes, but, and I right know here. that's why like I rush to get my shit, you know, filled up because it feel weird when it's just empty. empty yeah. It's just like, man, I need to put something. I rush space. too, and now I look at my couch and I'm like, this is little ass couch. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> am I gonna do with this shit? I know. I just hate going to the stores to get furniture. I don't. I just buy that shit and they ship it. 
I yeah, the furniture part was like the it's, hardest. It thing. was one right. It's uh, it's like a discount or like furniture yeah, store right that's there like, before the you dig the big, yeah. the main one. He always summed up. Um, but it was like, yeah, they going out of business. I'm like, I should probably peep in or like just peek in there. If you do, got. let me know what the fuck they got. That's how I got our first podcast table. Really, the company was going out of business. I scooped that bitch. That bitch. We, I, I you bought it. U-Haul? Suzanne went to go get a U-Haul while I sat in that place. And then we Because that would be my only thing. Is I feel like I just bought that couch, but that would be the only thing is it's like, I can get a better couch. I'm, I'm trying to get some shit I can soak into. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that, that little uh, ottoman I got, it'd be making it better because you can just put your feet up. Nick's calves. But you picked the calves too, right? Everybody pick calves? Yeah, I'm I picked the calves, calves as well. Damn. I think that's going to be a seven-game series, though. Be very I want to add another bet, but I just don't know what it looks like. We could bet on how many games. You know what? I think the bet starts next round because we will get like True. Celtics versus 76ers True. most likely. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but that type of stuff. If 76ers lose the series, that'll be the most wildest shit. To the Celtics? No, to oh, the Nets. Oh. <laughs> I'm I can that, that way no nah, yeah I I'm calling I'm calling six to see what Joel Embiid on bro yeah. Joel Embiid probably at the podium saying yeah I don't know if I'm gonna be here next year Shit, if they lose it's <laughs> partially on him there's no yeah, way I was gonna say that narrative that we talking about it's no and Embiid just can't do shit wrong because I was gonna say it had to be Claxton had to be locking that ass up which it would be crazy as hell shout to Claxton though let's wrap this up man got the games coming up. Yeah, we got to get to these games. Uh, appreciate y'all watching and tuning in as always. Hope y'all have an incredible playoff Saturday. We are finally here on Tuesday. We'll have a lot to talk about and unpacked. There'll probably be some teams down to oh, actually. So it's going to be good. Uh, see y'all soon. Y'all be blessed. We out. Peace. Peace.